0: Hello and welcome to the Archive. I'm your host, Ray J, and this is a brand new podcast where I read various fanfiction stories for you to listen to. Today I'm reading a story by none other than yours truly. I go by RJ's Random on AO3. It's called I'm Always Running Into You. This story won the vote on the Twitter poll, so you can blame my friends on there for this. And uh, before we get started, I want to do a quick author's note. This multi-chapter, medicine-centric story, that's the Meredith Grey and Addison Montgomery ship from Grey's Anatomy, deals with topics such as canonical character death, grieving and major character death. If that doesn't sound like something you want to listen to, then I would skip this episode. Okay, so now that that's over and done with, on with the story. Chapter One, Can I Call You Tonight? Addison Forbes Montgomery was never one to settle. Busy had taught her to fight for what she wanted, to always be the best, to have sharp edges and strong will. And she had been. But then Busy was gone and Sam was no longer a possibility. So she did it herself, as she always had to. She had been the best in her class. The top surgical resident and then paved her way as a world-class neonatal surgeon. The only hill that she wanted to climb now was motherhood. With Sam gone and any possibility of a second parent being far over the horizon, Addison decided that she would climb the mountain herself. She was more than capable and she had more than enough love. She was eggless but that wouldn't stop her. There she was, On a sunny Sunday evening, curled up on her couch, trying desperately to wrap her head around the adoption papers she had to fill out. There were so many boxes to fill. The questions seemed endless, some of them easy, others she flitted over her final answers. Marital status, for one, was an easy answer, but the question of whether she would be seen as a fit mother given the fact that she was alone, razzled around in her mind. The ring of her doorbell shook her out of her spiral. She wasn't expecting anyone, was she? She kicked off her blanket and set the paperwork down on her coffee table, padding softly over to the front door. Meredith? she gasped. Addison, the blonde smiled. I'm sorry, she paused. I don't quite know why I'm here. She turned to leave, already rushing the two children she had with her down the steps. No, the redhead felt the sudden urged not to let her go. There was a gravity here. Something had pulled Meredith in her direction, and Addison just couldn't let that go without reason. It's almost dusk. I have spare rooms. Your kids must be tired. She nodded to the younger of the two, the blonde boy she didn't have a name for already rubbing his eyes as he hid behind his mother's legs. The blonde seemed to hesitate, her smile frozen as she considered her options. She gave in, in the end. Addison stood aside as Meredith walked through the open door, her children in hand. She showed Meredith where everything was as the two children got settled. Bailey, she had learned, was Zola's little brother. Both children seemed quiet and reserved as they prepared for bed. Zola seemed to take to her somewhat, but the boy seemed hesitant. She couldn't even get a smile out of him. She knew what had happened. Amelia had called her as well as Charlotte. The shyness of the children made sense, but Meredith? There was really no reason for her to be here. But Addison would do what she could. Whatever Meredith needed. Addison slipped out of the room as Meredith tucked her kids into their guest bed. She made her way downstairs, already mixing drinks so they could talk. She seemed to remember Meredith having a fondness for tequila, but that might be a bit too strong with kids sleeping upstairs and all. So she went with a white wine from her small collection. By the time she had one picked out and brought out from the store and poured into glasses, Meredith still hadn't come downstairs. So she set them down on the coffee table and resumed her paperwork while she waited. Soft footsteps soon made their way down the stairs towards Addison, who simply held a glass aloft for the blonde to take it with a small smile. They sat in silence for a moment as Addison waited for Meredith to speak. Patient, Meredith asked, nodding to the papers Addison had in her hand. No, adoption papers, actually. Oh, Meredith smiled, the widest that Addison had seen all day. Do you have a kid you're hoping for, or...? Uh, No, no, I'm going to foster to adopt. I haven't told anyone at the practice, I'm only just getting started. If you wanted, I could help you out with those. I went through it all with Zola. (laughs) Yes, I seem to remember a story about a temporary kidnapping, Addison teased. The Meredith responding laugh didn't sound as bright as it once was. Maybe before, when they were both clamouring for Derek's attention, things had been awkward. There had been this discomfort between them in the past, but she had thought they were over this now. The blonde's hollow laughs and small smiles weren't caused by Addison, but by the passing of the man who had been a husband to them both. It had been a little over two months, and Addison still wasn't sure she was over it herself, but it was ever-present in Meredith's mind. Or could it not, when they were the golden couple, the thing that Addison once foolishly believed she had. Even though Meredith was still dealing with her loss, Addison had hoped they wouldn't fall back into their old roles. The little progress they had made all those years ago seemed to be lagging in Derek's wake. There were so many questions rattling around in Addison's brain. Most of them about Derek, and almost all of them seemed inappropriate to ask the grieving wound before her. Your son, she settled on. You named him after Miranda? I fell, and I had to have a c section. She did it in the middle of a blackout. I've kind of put her through the ringer. It was the fourth time she said to treat me, but She made it through, even when she was struggling, and that was how I wanted to honour her. Like she did with George. Addison smiled at the story, knowing full well what Meredith meant about Miranda's mental health, but what she had hoped would be a good story still didn't seem to get Meredith to open up. Maybe being indirect was not the best approach. Why are you here, Meredith? she asked gently, placing her glass down and turning to look Meredith in the eyes. You know, with those papers, you've got to be careful with your your reference numbers. There was some trouble with Zola. Why are you here, Meredith? She tried once more, firmer this time. We can go. I don't know why we came. We'll, I'll just get the kids and we'll be out of your hair. I didn't say I wanted you to leave. Addison smiled gently. I just, I didn't know you were coming. I'm happy to have you stay for as long as you need. I didn't even know you were in L.A. Nobody knows, Meredith shrugged. That whole house is full of him, and the old house is just memories of us, and I I couldn't do it. I couldn't continue to exist in the hole that used to be our home. So I left. we have been in San Diego for a while now, and then I remembered you had a practice here, and before I knew it, I was on your doorstep. She was speaking, but the words seemed empty. Like, she wasn't there. She was a ghost of her formal self, and Addison ached seeing her this way. She wanted it back. She wanted Derek and Mark back, and none of this mess to even be happening in the first place. I'm sorry, she offered. She took a sip more of her wine and continued in any case i'm glad you're here it's good to know i have someone to talk to about all this adoption stuff someone who knows what they're doing meredith simply nodded nursing her wine as she sized addison up how have things been for you here she prodded what a loaded question addison chuckled it's complicated to say the least my best friend naomi she's gone all the time She travels the country on business, but I got into a messy relationship with her ex-husband, Sam, who lives next door and then I got out of that relationship because he doesn't want kids with me, so now I'm friendless and alone, she smiled dryly. Me too, Meredith responded, holding her glass up. To being alone, together, she smiled sadly. To being alone together, Addison nodded her head as their glasses clinked together. I'm sorry, Addison spoke softly. I didn't mean to bore you with the details of my pathetic life. No, no. It's nice to hear about something new. People that I don't know. Maybe you could tell me more? I wish I could, but it's getting late and I have an early surgery in the morning. Why don't I show you your room? She smiled, heaving the adoption papers onto the table and leaving the glasses. Meredith nodded and followed Addison's footsteps as the redhead led the way upstairs to her second guest bed and all her amenities, even lending her a pair of pyjamas. So, I guess we'll talk more tomorrow? Addison asked with a smile as the blonde nodded in response. Good night, Meredith. Good night, Addison. And there we have it. That was the first chapter of my story. I'm always running into you. And this concludes the first episode of the archive. I hope you guys really enjoyed. If you'd like to look ahead and read the story, bear in mind there's like fifty thousand words up there. So <laughs> you're you're getting into quite a mess. Um it's up on my AO3 already. I think there's like over thirty chapters already. Um, If you want to be able to find that, plus all my other socials, they're all on my Linktree. That's Linktree forward slash Ray J R E Y no space capital J. Um, And yeah, you can always head to my Twitter and I'm sure I'll be doing more polls about this soon. Thank you for listening and I'll see you guys again next time. Bye bye.